Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Doran Dickerson, Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Pat Bostic will be here in about five minutes. Pat fashionably late. Yeah, yeah he'll make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably listening to us, listening to us right now. Of course. Of course he is. Um, <laughs> as I said before, don't put too much stock into... Uh, the senior bowl, but there are things that you could look for. There are things that scouts look for. There are things that coaches look for. And um, it's just funny that, you know, you don't know how things are going to transpire whenever you are in a senior bowl or you are in an all-star game. And if you do make it to the NFL and who might, you know, like you and who might want to bring you on. I said this yesterday, Beck told when I was in the senior bowl after every single practice for the you know first four, three, four days, uh, I talked to Mike Tomlin and then we would get lunch together. And I had talked to him, obviously, all the time before because we shared facilities. So, in my mind, Bechtel, I'm getting drafted by the Steelers. Right. You know, like, I mean, I'm 21 years old. I'm like, okay, like, you know, Mike Tallman really, you know, he's taking the time to sit down with me, to talk to me, to just ask how my day's going and just BS and get lunch. I'm getting drafted by the Steelers. I don't get drafted by the Steelers. Um, in the middle of the week of the Senior Bowl, I'm basically sleeping. And it's about 12.45, 1 a.m. I get a phone call in my room. Well, first of all, the first day, I was roommates with O'Brien Schofield, and he tore his ACL. So that that was very, very demoralizing for me. I'm like, okay, the guy goes out there in, in helmets and shorts and tears his ACL. His career is basically over. But thank God that he ended up getting drafted in the fourth round. But he was going to be a first-round pick, getting drafted for the fourth round and playing a lot of years. So, like, I'm, like, looking over on the other bed, like, and he's like, has his knee and this brace and about to get surgery. It's it, – it, my mind was already jacked up. So you fast forward a couple days later, and it's about 1 a.m. I get a call to my in my room, and they're like, Doran, it's the New England Patriots. Can you come downstairs? And I'm like, okay, yeah. And I get out of bed. I go downstairs, and they just berate me the whole time, the scouts of the New England Patriots. They're like, you're too small to play tight end. We don't know why we're talking to you right now. You, you're not that good. You're just fast. We don't know what position you're going to play, like just crushing me with questions. And I'm just like, all right, like, all right, all right. And I go back up to my room. So my coaching staff the whole time in the senior role is the Detroit Lions and uh, Jim Schwartz and, you know, his whole staff. So the, the really the moral of the story, and I have a lot of other stories that I told you one offline uh, that I can't say on air, but the moral of the story is it's a big chess game uh, outside of scouting players. Whenever your coach is down there and Mike Tomlin's down there, he'll be talking to somebody, talking to somebody, and that's probably not who they're going to draft. So it's a chess game. It's like, okay, like all these coaches see me talking to this guy. They're going to think I'm interested in this guy, but I'm not even interested at all. But I want to make it look like I'm interested because I thought I was getting drafted by the Steelers because Mike Tomlin was talking to me every day. But I ended up playing for the Patriots, and I ended up playing for the Lions. So Mike Tomlin shakes somebody's hand at the senior bowl. We shouldn't automatically just guess that they're going to be the next Pittsburgh Steelers tackle or guard or nope. all the above? Nope. Nope. That's hmm. just that's how he operates at least. Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. Now, I – have a, a little hunch about a certain player that I tweeted last night and it has nothing at all to do with the Senior Bowl. 
has nothing at all to do with the Senior Bowl. But I wouldn't put too much stock into who Mike Tomlin is talking to. I know that the Steelers are very interested in a, in a center, um, but doesn't mean that it's the center that they were talking to, the guy from Oregon, and uh, who Mike Tomlin was also talking to, and Bo Nix in the quarterback. Well, there was a report yesterday the Steelers are very interested in Zach Frazier, West Virginia, Crowley's guy. Crowley's been on that for a long time. Uh, rightfully so, Zach Frazier, you know, obviously an All-American. He got hurt. Um, was it at the end of the year? Yeah. Or closer to the end of the closer year? Closer to the end of the year. What, did he break his leg? Broke his foot or something? Something? He actually something finished like the play. That. He's finished not a first-rounder, though. Lower he's not, body but that's injury. even better, though. Exactly. But he's a starter, right, Pat? Like day, he one, would, day one? Yeah. Like So say he goes into second, late second or early oh, third. at that point, absolutely. He's a start. He's a starting yeah, center for the NFL. he's a really good NFL. player. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, for the Steelers' sake, yeah. Like, yeah, second good, round. Good thing he's not, you know, a really – Good thing he didn't vault himself to be a first-round pick because then you probably would miss out, and then you'd be in a situation where it's like, all right, we really like this guy, but is he a first-round pick? And we need other, we have other needs. Maybe there's a quarterback there, but if he is a second or third-round type guy that does fall, that's a perfect uh, opportunity. Talk about him. Bo Nix yet? Well, we're about I to. I saw we're your there. tweet. Yep, we're about I to. I saw Pat. your tweet. Pat, uh, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm great. You're great. Bechtel's great. Hi, Pat. Bechty. Saw you Bechty. the other night, right? That's Hoop it. Game? Pit basketball. You look great. So, Pat, we're going to put the GM hat on you. And uh, I know that people shouldn't put too much sock into the Senior Bowl because, one, it's one week and you're with so many different players. Speed dating. Yes, it's speed dating. Exactly. It's really about the interviews. It's about how a guy operates. And it's about really the individual drills, how a guy moves, how a guy throws, how a guy anticipates. I was there. And, (laughs) like, it's not like it'd be asinine for people to think that quarterbacks, you know, outside of everybody, would have a successful week at the senior bowl. You're working with different wide receivers. It's a different offense. It's an NFL offense, different concepts, different offensive line, different centers. Um, it, it, it's not going to translate that quick within 72 hours that you're just going to pick something up and be on the same page with everything. So if you're a GM and you are at the senior bowl, what are you looking for? There's three guys that I have in mind. Michael Penix Jr. is at the senior bowl. Yep. Bo Nix is at the senior bowl. And Joe Milton is at the Senior Bowl. If you're scouting those guys and you know that you need a quarterback, and now you have the film on them from from the season, right. like you've already evaluated the film, and now you want to see their day to day, right? What are you looking for out of those three guys if you're thinking about potentially drafting them? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, right? Operate how they operate. I, I think all three of them played to varying degrees in, in very spread oriented offenses that were shotgun-based. I want to see how quickly do they transition, especially you know knowing it's Arthur Smith's offense, how quickly do they transition to playing under center, You know the mechanics of taking the snap, footwork, not only in the pass game but in the run game. Um, I, I want to size them up. I want to, I want to see you know, Bo Nix is not a, an overly big guy. I want, to, I want to take a feel for how big they are. I want to tell you know, Milton, obviously, for me, just having watched him play both in person and on TV, it's more the mental side because the physical side for him is is off the charts in terms of potential. Uh, and Penix, I think, I, I want to see – I want to really get a feel for him physically mm-hmm. because there's a couple things that worry me about him. I think he's – he might be the most complete quarterback in the draft, the best passing quarterback in the draft outside of maybe Drake May. Um. You know, Caleb Williams is the most talented passer. But in terms of just production, you know, longevity, 
but the injury history worries me, man. Like, like take a look at this guy's bones, mm-hmm. like his joints. Like, mm-hmm. there's just you tear a knee up twice, man. Like, I know that you know that there's cadaver and all this stuff going on in there, but it, it worries me because you're you're gonna you potentially put a lot of stock and money into a guy that has has already been under the knife twice and has played a long time. Both Knicks and Penix have played a lot of football. A lot. I mean, they're both – I mean, it would be the same knock that you put on Kenny, right? He played for five years. I mean, you know, he's he's old. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Milton's only played for a couple years because he was obviously sitting. So, might be a little bit different there. So, I, I think all three of them present different – a different study. But I would appro- I, I would almost take a day for each guy. Yeah. And just kind of, hey, I'm going to hone in on this guy today, and I'm going to evaluate – I got these questions I need to answer before they before I potentially bring them in for well, a top thirty. When we come when we come back, uh, we're gonna get Pat's thoughts on another position and how important that is. And you know there is a potential of the Steelers acquiring this position. I want to get Pat's thoughts on this position when we come back. But first, a Bechtold headline: The Raiders are expected to hire former Cardinals head coach and current USC staffer Cliff Kingsbury as their new offensive coordinator. And the Rams are planning to promote pass rush coordinator and linebackers coach Chris Shula to be their next defensive coordinator. He's the grandson of legendary head coach Don Shula. Headlines are Robert Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Doran. Happy Valentine's Month from Noah Gabriel Company Jewelers, voted the number one jeweler in North Pittsburgh. This Valentine's Day, play Cupid with a stunning pair of half Carrot round, brilliant cut diamond stud earrings for only three ninety nine, or forever gold rose for ninety nine dollars. It's a real rose preserved in twenty four karat gold at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, Noah Gabriel will guarantee she'll love her engagement ring with her with their exclusive perfect ring guarantee. Visit them at Wexford or Ross Park Mall, or visit them online noahgabrielco.com. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Dickerson, Bostic, Bechtold behind the glass. Pat, I just got a text from Mr. Adam Crowley, and he said, a year ago today, we were hungover, freezing our toes off in Punxsutawney. If you look in the corner here, there's a nice little framed uh, front page of us uh, doing our broadcast. You You guys stayed overnight up there? We stayed overnight. And how late did you stay out? I think that I probably slept 33 minutes, and Crowley probably slept... 14. Legit. That's outstanding. Legit. He's probably not sleeping any more than that at the moment. Nope. Nope. He's, he's up right not now. hungover because he's drinking <laughs> near beer. <laughs> yeah, he says it's zeros. Thank you, Hampton Beer Outlet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good plug. Yeah. Well done. How about uh, Punxsutawney Phil? I, I, I honestly, every year I was telling Bechtel this, I had to, I mean, he knew, but he looked it up for reassurance. Like, I, I if he if he sees the shadow... If he sees a shadow, that means there's six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't, then spring's here, that right? That little fella better not see his shadow. Yes. I, I think he's not. I mean, I feel like – I mean, next week's going to be 50 degrees. I'll right. be on the golf course. He's a little mean guy, too. Yeah, if he sees his shadow, he's six more oh, weeks. Oh, there he is. He's upset whenever he's in that is little Is there anything more Pennsylvania than that? No. It, it is. It was an unbelievable experience. I'm not going to lie. Really? Oh, yeah. People there were unbelievable. It's kind of cultish, isn't it? Like, it's kind of oh, different. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of freak me out, man. I was a little bit. Yeah. Especially me, you know. Like, I don't know if I'm, how many, how many, how many, uh, 
tinted people up there. <laughs> so I was a little worried. I ain't gonna lie. You wear one of those hats? <laughs> yeah, there was a point where I tried it on. Yeah, gobbler's oh. knob. Gobbler's knob. You know, it was fantastic. People there are great. It was. Oh, it's uh, a great tradition. Great. I, I just hope he doesn't see it. I, I want spring. Is now. it now? Is that? Is, is, it's is this just a, minutes away. It's live right now. Oh, live man. on the Weather Channel. Are we doing a play-by-play of this? Uh, live on the Weather Channel, about minutes away. We'll get back into that. I hope he doesn't see a shadow. I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for golf season. Um, the Steelers are ready to probably head into a, a different direction on their offensive line, Pat. And if you were watching some of the Senior Bowl, you saw Mike Tomlin talking to certain players and. I was just telling a story earlier that doesn't mean that they're going to draft that guy or draft that type of player, but I know that the Steelers are interested in a center. You're a quarterback. How important is that relationship with a center? And how important will that be if they do draft a young center for that guy to come in here and to just hit the ground running? What are I got asked this yesterday too, like how valuable are centers to an offense and not just a quarterback. I'm like, well, you know, some quarterbacks let their centers ID the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, they let them set the front or set the protections based on the front. You know, how is that relationship and that dynamic, and why is it so important for offenses and quarterbacks to have that relationship with center and quarterback? Well, I mean, first of all, they're – you know, if the quarterback's the leader of the offense, the, the center's the leader of the offensive line, and there's, there's no more important group to a quarterback than the protection unit. I mean, there's just nothing more important. So when you're you're playing quarterback and you're worried about coverage and you're worried about you know your alignment and, and blitz that could happen where you're vulnerable and you make an adjustment, you've got to have the trust that center is making the same adjustment, seeing things the same way you are. And by the way, he's got to snap you the ball and he's got to make sure that he blocks the guy in front of him, depending on the defense he's playing. You know, so I think that communication and looking for tips throughout the week understanding, hey, if we see this, we're going to do that. Obviously, you're going to get that information from, from coaches, but you know it works both ways. Sometimes the center might see something that a quarterback doesn't. You know, I may be not looking at the alignment of the three technique that turns into a four-eye, and all of a sudden that four-eye is going to loop outside, and that blitz is coming from the weak side, but the center sees that because he's communicating with the right guard. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that, that is the, the kind of the game within the game that is, is absolutely so important to make sure that you're in the best possible play. that that Ultimately, the quarterback's job, the, the offensive coordinator's job is to, is to call the play based on what they anticipate. A quarterback's job, along with the center, is to make sure that that call, if, it's not, if you're not getting what's anticipated, is adjusted to a point where you're in a position to have a successful play, whether it be a run to a run, a pass to a pass, a protection adjustment, what have you. Um, so that, that relationship is about as important as any when it comes to protecting the play. Fan text line brought to you by, <clears throat> excuse me, Edgar Steiner Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Um, is, it, is it important for a center to be versatile? Uh, I feel like more and more nowadays, I don't know, I, I can't really go back 20-plus years to think that this would be the case, but it seems like nowadays if you draft a center or your starting center can play guard, right guard, or left guard. Like, is that important, and is that a, a trend more nowadays that it's like, okay, you know, we're not just drafting a center. We're drafting an interior offensive lineman that can snap and that can that it has this, that is smart enough to ID and do different things. I would say this. I, I would not, in the top three rounds, draft a guy to play center that hasn't played center. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that, to, me, that, that to with... me is – Yeah. That, to me, is the most – It is – It is a skill – it's a skill that needs to be practiced 
and just ingrained in your into your DNA. And but I think you could draft the center and have him play guard very easily. Once you've played the center position, it's it's like be like asking a, a quarterback that you know to go play receiver and no route adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it, it's simple, right? You you have to know what all five guys are doing on the offensive line. Um, so so I think. Yeah, if you have a center that can play both guard positions, that's pretty much standard. I, I, I mean, Jason Kelsey could play both guard. Creed Humphrey could play both guard positions. Um, yeah, the difference being you're you're uncovered more often than not as a center in today's football with with you know kind of split defenses and and the way they play. But yeah, I think that that versatility works one way more than it does. The, I think you have more centers that can play guard than guards that can play center. Um, based on their experiences. If you can sit here and think back to your times of playing quarterback, <laughs> what was your worst experience with a center? Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I would say <laughs> this is something that is going to be – I want people to take this the right way. I would evaluate a center's sweating habits. Mm. And I know these are big guys. But there is nothing worse than August, September football and just a sopping, you know, <laughs> rear, you know, and because I, I sweat, so my hands sweat. So it was like, it was double. You get the ball and it's like a, it's like a bar of soap, oh, right? It's just like, God. you know, it's, it's covered in sweat. And the worst experience I had was we were playing Miami in 2010. Alex Carabin was the center. Shout out to Alex Carabin. Um, and I went in late. We were getting thumped at home. And we ran sprint right option. It was a third down. And it was Cam Sadler in the slot and Mike Shanahan outside. And I I roll right. And I go to throw the ball. And it just <laughs> it, it literally doesn't even like – it doesn't rotate on its axis one time. It's just a total knuckleball. Total duck. And it's behind Cam, gets tipped up, and Mike's running a little bender, you know, curl wrap behind it and catches it. Oh. So it's a tip drill catch, first down. And I go back to the hunt. I'm like, that felt really weird. And I look at my hand, and it's just blood all over my hand. Oh, my goodness. Blood. And it wasn't from where you think it was from. It was from his hand. He cut okay. his hand. Oh, I was about to say. So he cut his hand, and I'm like, just the the moisture level of the – center is critical whether it's their hand whether it's their their rump whatever it is man that's just it's the worst you go into there and you're like this isn't gonna be good oh man so I, I used can't to imagine. like i used to get like bath towels yeah and like you know it was wet out or whatever you bath towels and you like fold them over this guy's looking like, <laughs> like he's wearing a hotel oh, bathrobe oh <laughs> see like those are things i don't even think you of you just think like, about yeah that. it's, no, it's no, second no. nature you like, get under there and it's like you know 90 degrees at acrosure stadium and you're like well, uh, here we go. Got to be a wet one. <laughs> oh, Pat, it, it's not raining, though. Rather, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I've, I've asked guys to change pants. Oh, man. Jeez. Absolutely. Fun. The inner workings of football. Quarterbacks are happier now that there's a lot more shotguns, I bet. I bet. Than Apparently. No, qu- no question. Yeah. No question. I Absolutely. Mean, that has to have, like, I mean, that obviously offers a different dynamic, but I mean, I'm sure that quarterbacks now are like, okay. The like, other worst is thing is, and my toes can attest to it. Um, just getting stepped on. That too is the worst. Oh yeah, like my left big toe is just crushed. It's, it's, Mangled. I could hit it with a sledgehammer right now, and I wouldn't feel anything. <sighs> like under the nail. 
because oh. I just got stepped on so many times. It's just calcified. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm, that's like, tough. You know, and I'm not the most you know, fleet of foot guy, so me getting out of there. I mean, there's been times, too, the worst experience is when you – you get stepped on and go down. And then you go down. It's like stuck there, you right? Get, you go down. You just go down. It's just a total like, you know, up back to the huddle. Oh, my gosh. Rack them. <laughs> Rack them. <laughs> Bechtold, back, back wait. Do we have breaking news? Punxsutawney Phil. Spring is near. See? Punxsutawney Atta Phil baby. did not see his shadow. He did not see it. We will have spring. Atta baby. I love that fella. Look at that. They are so excited at Gobbler's Knob right now. Oh. They have all these signs. Spring is around the corner. No more winter. Is Gobbler's Knob a, a bar? No, it's like a little congregation are there area. bars open there yeah, right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Tall. All night yeah. long. We're oh, going. Yeah. All night long and all day long. No, I mean like right now at 7. Yes. Yes, all, the top hat guys. What are they called? What's their? I forget their name. I don't well, know. They're getting it in. They, they would. They, whenever we were done with the broadcast, they're like, "All right, we're going right to the local watering hole. You guys coming?" We're like, "No, nah, we're 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 going back home." So yeah, they're it's open. Hair of the dog. Yeah, twenty four hours. They are ready to roll. No, that was a great experience. I mean, it looks the weather looks a lot better. I think it's probably what it is out right now. But last year, it was the top three coldest I've ever been in my life. In my life, I was oh freezing, but it looks. This is why I think I thought that he was not going to see his shadow because the weather is nice now and we're going to have some spring rolling around the corner. I like Classic that. Good job, Phil. Phil. Good job, Phil. Phil. Classic Phil. Good job on Mr. Phil. Coming up next, there's a lot of movement in the NFL and a lot of movement that really went down in the last 24 hours. We'll dive into all that and see what uh, you know the different jobs were taken and what really sticks out the most. Talk about that next, but first, a Bechtold headline. Some of those moves that Doran was talking about, you know it. Arthur Smith is the new offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Raiders are expected to hire former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury as their new OC. Titans are hiring Jaguars pass game coordinator Nick Holes as their new offensive coordinator under head coach Brian Callahan, who was the OC in Cincinnati, now the head man in Tennessee. Headlines are probably Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 93.7 The Fam. Here for Hampton Beer Outlet. I might be out on paternity leave. I might not be drinking right now, but you are, and you need beer. Best prices around at Hampton Beer Outlet. And Bill Shaner, my friend, the owner, he's out doing himself. $16.99 weekend at Hampton Beer Outlet. Yingling Lager, 24-pack can, $16.99. Natural Light, 30-pack, $16.99. Keystone Light, 30-pack, $16.99. Pabst Blue Ribbon, 30-pack, $16.99. Even Twisted Tea, 12-packs. You guessed it, $16.99. Drive a little, save a lot this weekend at Hampton Beer Outlet, Route 8 in Hampton. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fit Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing, Dickerson, Bostick, Bechtold, Behind the Glass. Lots of movement in the NFL, and really lots of movement yesterday and the day before. Obviously, this week was a big week for the Pittsburgh Steelers hiring Arthur Smith, but some movement and some potential movement uh, going around the NFL, and we'll get your guys' thoughts. We'll get your thoughts, too, Bechtold, on 
really what's the most enticing one and one that might benefit the most and have the most success or some notable names that are out there and don't have head coaching jobs and could be brought on um, certain teams in a different capacity uh, than being a head coach that um, could offer something for some teams. So Chip Kelly is a potential candidate for the commander's offensive coordinator job. Now, Dan Quinn just got hired as the offense, uh, as the head coach for the Washington commander. So Chip Kelly name is out there and is a potential, a high potential candidate to be the offensive coordinator of the commanders. That kind of rolls into what we were talking about yesterday with college coaches uh, taking the opportunity to, to go to the NFL, knowing the landscape of college football and, you know, Chip Kelly's been in the NFL before he's been a head coach in the NFL before. I think that he's a great offensive mind. So not really head coach material. As we talked about that too yesterday, some coaches are coordinators. Some coaches are college coaches. Some coaches are head coaches in college. Some coach are, coaches are head coaches in the NFL. Uh, and that's okay. So Chip Kelly's name being thrown out there, I think that's very enticing for me. Alex Van Pelt, former pick quarterback, played 11 years in the NFL, been in the NFL coaching for a long time, just got fired by the Cleveland Browns as the offensive coordinator. He got hired as the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. New England Patriots just hired a new head coach, Gerard Mayo. So Alex Van Pelt, new offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, a name that was thrown out there to – maybe be a potential candidate to to interview for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator spot. Don't know how real that ever was. Don't even know if they even spoke or their agents spoke to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Kingsbury Raiders. Kingsbury in Vegas. Kingsbury in Vegas is going to play against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Yep. Uh, his former quarterback. Obviously the Raiders too. They just hired a new head coach and Antonio Pierce. So... Um, that has been, you know, a lot of movement. Cliff Kingsbury back in the NFL was a what, a, offensive consultant or something for the USC. for USC, yeah, something like that. Thought he was going to take a year off. Wasn't he in like Thailand or something for a while? Something like that. Yeah, he he's like back, he, he got out of the country, but now he's back. Vegas Raiders. Greg Roman. I saw this somewhere. Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Chargers underneath Jim Harbaugh. Greg Roman, former offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Harbaugh that, to Harbaugh. Those Harbaugh's, man. Yeah, exactly. They're GM. He, yeah, they're GM too, right? In, in Baltimore. Insider trading. Inside. Ooh, man. Hmm. Gonna be, they're going to be competing against each other too, so they better watch. I think Harbaugh hires uh, – what's his name? Who's a spy? Uh, uh, oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Stallions. 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 I think he hires them in. If they get the right signs. Mm. You think there's a sign if out he, there for Connor cracks, Stallions? If he cracks the NFL. That would be wild. Dude, just stud. He, does that. <laughs> he, just stud. he did bring Ben Herbert, who uh, went to West Allegheny High School. Big Ben, man. Ben Herbert. He was the the strength coach for Michigan. He's now the strength coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, so, congrats and credit to Ben Herbert, a guy that I watched when I was younger play at West Allegheny High School. Big time move for him. Some notable names out there. Mike Vrabel, we talked about yesterday. I talked about in the beginning of the show. I still believe the Steelers need to reach out to him. He could be an asset to their staff. Belichick is still out there. Don't know what what role that he could pose for any team. I think that he is uh, just going to take a year off, at least for coaching. Eric Bieniemy's name is out there right now. Bieniemy's still out there. Bieniemy is still out there, and well, Pete Carroll, too. Here's something to think about. Here's something to think about. I don't think we've talked about this yet. I think there's a real chance that if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Andy Reid retires. Really? I agree. Who gets that job? 
Bill Belichick. Woody? Who were you thinking? The enemy. The enemy? The enemy to be a successor? So. Oh, man. Do you, you re- I mean, you are, you know, you, you, you followed the Eagles growing up. Yeah, and you you liked you liked Andy Reid. You really like him. You know he was he was your coach probably growing up, right? Yeah. So you would know. Do you really think that he would retire after the Super Bowl? I mean, if they win, I don't see why not. I mean, what what else does he have to? Offer? Yeah, you know he's obviously he's getting he's not Belichick old. He's not Carroll old, but he's getting up there. He's coached for a long time. Um, you know he he dealt with some stuff with his family obviously years ago. Um. You know, I'm not sure if he's got grandkids or anything like that. I, I'm not. I don't profess to know his personal life, but you know, you scale the mountain that many times, man, and and it's. And I, I sometimes think these coaches, they think about their succession plan and legacy. Mm-hmm. I think some of them think that way. You know, I think some of them really think that way, and you know, while while coaching is a very selfish business inherently, I, I think there there is a pass the torch type of thought process and you know be enemy being out there and available you know Matt Nagy's working under him he he had his chance as a head coach Chicago did not work out he's a coordinator right now in Kansas City but that's a job that could open that's a job that could open and, and you know those that are not in the fray right now could very easily or, or look like they're skipping a cycle could very easily be back on the market that that's very interesting. Um, I never really took the time to think that if Andy there was Reed a report win, out there, there was, was there? A, there was a report. Um, I'm not sure where from. I'll look it up, but I saw it uh, on Twitter. Sean McDonough wouldn't surprise me if he's considering it. Hmm. This was yeah. This has been. So it, okay. Here here here's another Mike question. Florio. Off of that. Here's another question off of that then. If that were to happen and they did get a new head coach, how does Patrick Mahomes' career end up? Like, oh. do you think do you think it's more Patrick Mahomes? I mean, we did this with with Brady and Belichick. What is it more Patrick Mahomes? Like, will he still be the same guy without Reed, or will it show that Reed was really the the driving force of the success of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Well, you, you look at how many players have had to go through that in their career and and haven't had the longevity that Brady and Belichick had in New England. But you look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay going from Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur. You look at even before that, Brett Favre going from Mike Holmgren to McCarthy, you know, Sherman or and Sher- then yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. I mean, it's you run the gamut. Um, and that's why B-Enemy makes a lot of sense. And there were there were people out there, or pundits early in the year, that, that thought that, hey, maybe B-Enemy was the key to this offense. They're struggling. They can't catch the ball. They're not scoring points, you know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. Again, you, you have to know, too, you know, what, what are the – what's the daily relationship like with the Hunt family, mm-hmm. me and ownership and, and management and all that stuff. But, um, I, you know, you half wonder, is Biennemi even going after jobs? Does he know he's getting Kansas City? Right, right. You know, like – I haven't heard his name be brought up I one time. I, I mean, people mentioned him, but he did – there was never any smoke. There was always just kind of like people trying to light the match, and then it never lit. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not – I don't want to put a, a conspiracy theory out there, but it wouldn't shock me if there was some behind-the-scenes conversations going on about coming back to Kansas City and 
potentially being the head coach. That that that'd be very. It's very interesting to even with Andy Reid and obviously you know he's one of the best coaches we've seen in the NFL. But you know how that could uh, affect Patrick Mahomes' career, whoever the next head coach would be. That is that is definitely something to think about. Coming up next, we got our new segment, our new Friday segment. Yes, I can't sir. wait. For, I can't wait for Crowley to come back and be a uh, and you know, see how this does transpire. And this is a great segment. He's going to be like, what is this? He's going to be like, what are we doing here? You know what, what are we he, doing? He's probably listening. He is listening. He's going to hear. Bechtold's Breakdown. Oh, boy. Bechtold's Breakdown coming up next. But first, a Bechty headline. Coming off of a 12-point come-from-behind victory against Wake Forest, Pitt Basketball takes the floor once again at the Peterson Event Center tomorrow against Notre Dame at 6 o'clock. Our coverage on the fan begins at 5.30, West Virginia hosts BYU, Penn State's at Indiana, Duquesne at Rhode Island, Robert Morris at Detroit Mercy. Everyone's playing in college basketball this weekend, including number 7 Duke at number 3 North Carolina at 6.30. NFL Pro Bowl skills competition was last night. The Pro Bowl game is on Sunday. NHL skills competition during All-Star weekend is tonight. With the All-Star game, Sidney Crosby representing the Penguins tomorrow. Headlines, Proud Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Doran. Look, I'm always tired. I'm sore. I'm up at 3 a.m. every day. Guys, I had to call Dr. Darren, Darren Dubiak and the whole team at Body by AIM 360. I needed my hormone levels checked. When I found out I had low T, it made so much sense. And listen, it's not just about taking a shot. From their IVs to their food plans, their supplements, everything was customized to me. That's the difference at Body by AIM 360. Give them a call today, 412-227-9255, or visit their website, bodybyaim360.com. New segment of the Fan Morning Show, Bechtold's Breakdowns. Bechty, the table is yours, my man. Here we go, Doran. Pat, it's the Bechtel Breakdown for February 2nd. New month, second week of the segment. Here we go. Pitt basketball. Pat, you were there. I was there. We watched it. They came back down 12 to beat Wake Forest Wednesday. So now 4-6 and six in the ACC. Panthers host Notre Dame on Saturday. So Pitt won two games in the NCAA tournament last year. Broke off of a streak, finally making it back to the tourney. When was the last time Pitt made it to back-to-back NCAA tournaments and won a game in the tourney? 2008-2009? Close. 2007-2008. 2010-2011 under Jamie Dixon, Pitt went to the second round twice. What do we think of this Pitt team? Bob Carrington, Jalen Lowe starting to find a rhythm. Zach Austin back into the starting lineup. They're starting to find something. Jeff Capel got his 250th career win on Wednesday. I mean, when they get good guard play, which they need, I think they can compete and beat anybody. We saw it at Duke. Uh, they are not getting much inside presence. And I tell you what, Becky, I loved putting Will Jefferson at the five and playing mm. small. Yeah, That was a great coaching decision. He went in there, played hard, gave him a spark. Uh, it, it, it makes them challenging to defend on the other end in terms of their, their speed and athleticism. They're playing well right now. They're hitting their stride. Let's see if it's good enough to make a run. If Blake Henson plays well, he is the best player or one of the best players on the court night in and night out whenever they have a basketball game. And if he does play at a high level, they usually have a really good chance of winning the basketball game. So really, to me, they're getting good guard play. They don't have good inside play. 
Love the move, like Pat said, with Jeffress uh, at the five. But it really is going to go through how well, to me, it's going to go through how well Blake Henson plays and if he can figure out how to make his foul shots. If he makes his foul shots, they will be in and have a chance to win a, a portion of these games down the stretch to see if they can get into the tournament. It was demoralizing for Will Jeffress last year to see the look on his face at the tourney, ACC and NCAA, yeah. and him not being able to play. And for him to rebound the way that he is this year, really cool to see for the Erie product. So the Pirates, spring training, it's coming up. We have something coming up with the Pirates a little bit later on as well. But can you name the most expensive contract on the Pirates roster this year? So Aroldis Chapman signed a one-year deal for $10.5 million. I'll give you a hint. The player is not getting all of his money from the Pirates this year. Somebody that they acquired... And then I'll ask a follow-up question. Who do you think is the most expensive contract? It's not on the Pirates' books, but the player making the most money out of anybody on the Pirates' roster this year. It might surprise you. Hmm. Rowdy Tellez. No, he only got like $5 million. Oh. Hmm. Oh, this is... Who do they... It's a little bit of trivia mixed in with the breakdown. I like it. Um... Oh, man. I know. He's a, a pitcher? Yes, they just acquired him right. not too long ago. Did, Start of the year. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Seattle. Give me the initials. M.G. Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez is getting over $12 million, $12.25 million, but Seattle's paying a large chunk of it. The Pirates are only on the books for like $5 million, if that. Brian Reynolds, $10.5 million, $10.25 for the Pirates this year. So he's third. He's third. But the Pirates are not paying out the whole entire deal. What do we think of the Bucks this year? 76 wins last year. 84 got the Diamondbacks into the playoffs into the World Series. Over. Over? I like Over that. 76? Yes. I, I, I like that. I mean, there were eight games out of a wild card spot last year. To me, O'Neill Cruz makes up a portion of that, and Velasquez that was out makes up a portion of that as well. So I feel like they're close. I think that they're going to be pretty decent this year. Unless, I mean – I'm hoping that they're going to be good this year. Yeah. I think more than thinking. I got faith. I got faith, too. I I'm really excited. Do. I'm I like excited. the bullpen. I like the bullpen, too. I, you mentioned, I think, last week, they can they can start that thing in the fifth inning. They've got plenty of arms back there. So starting pitching deficient, but they've got they've got a nice rotation. And we'll see how let's get Rowdy Telez does at first base. Doran. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. South Hills, go ahead, Becky. The Pirates won their last World Series in 1979. It's been a while. The Steelers during the 2008 season and the Penguins in 2017. Funny thing about this is two rivals of the Pirates, one of the Pirates and one of the Penguins, won a championship the year after the Steelers. Not a rival, but a feel-good story at that in the NFC. Can you name... The teams who won the championships after the Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins last trophies. Start, Wash, the Washington. Pirates was 1980. Penguins was 2018. Steelers in 2009. Pat? Green Bay Packers in 2010, right? Well, that was the Steelers Super Bowl the following year after this team won. This is 09. Golly. Wait, what's the question again? <laughs> so, in 1980, the Pirates won the World Series in 79. Who won the net? Who won the next World Series after that? A former divisional opponent. Oh man, 
I don't know. Orioles. Philadelphia. I was going to say Philly. Pat got it right with after the Penguins was the Washington Capitals. And the, the, oh, yeah. the Saints won it the after Saints. the Steelers did in 2009, beat Indianapolis. Yeah, remember Breeze's kid with yeah. the, uh, headphones? Yeah, the headphones? That's so, right. So, who do we think is going to be the next out of the three teams to win a championship in Pittsburgh? Oh. I'm going to. I'm going Steelers. Here's why. I just don't think the Pirates. They don't. They're not financed to win a World Series the way that they even remotely. I mean, they have to have they have to catch lightning in a bottle. The Steelers, they won't have to go through as vast a rebuild as the Penguins. The Penguins are going to go down to they may hit rock bottom yeah. in the next five years. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning that way, but I will go the the Pirates just with the Diamondbacks. I'm going to go the Pirates. If it's the Pirates, this city will explode. Explode. Oh, it would be akin. Explode. It would be akin to. Detroit, if the the Lions would have yes, won same the, thing. I mean, it's the same level of, although there's been other championships, it's the same level of thirst. So the NHL is in the midst of the All Star break during the one of the most boring weeks of the NFL season. Skills competition Saturday, the All Star game on Sunday. Does the NHL have a marketing problem? Should there be Sid and Ovi playing this week? Shouldn't we have McDavid versus Austin Matthews or an outdoor game? Should we have an NBA-NHL collaboration this week? Doran, you've touched on this a little bit earlier on this week. There should be something, right? No, they're doing a horrible job branding, and I thought they did a great job with their whole TNT broadcast, kind of trying to emulate the uh, NBA on TNT and having you know some of the stars up there on the uh, at the table talking on the pregame shows, but they just left it at that. They have the access to uh, they have the access to ESPN, and this is the week that they could take the big portion of that with the NFL being off and they just, you know, they kind of let it roll by them. So I think they're doing a terrible job of promoting their sport whenever there is only, you know, a minimal set of eyes that really watch hockey consistently. They could have had the opportunity to really bolster their brand and they, uh, they missed that opportunity. Last one. We're only 13 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Bradenton for spring training. So we talked about it. The Pirates have added Aroldis Chapman, Marco Gonzalez, Martin Perez, and many more. The last time the Pirates won a playoff series was 1992. We touched on it last time, 1974. Steelers won the Super Bowl. It was the last time Bill Belichick was not a coach in the NFL. So what happened in 1992? The Penguins won their first Stanley Cup. The, how about this? The Steelers and Penguins have since combined for seven championships since the Pirates won their last playoff wow. series, not counting the wild card win. Barry Bonds signed the highest single-year contract in MLB history, $4.7 million with the Pirates. The NHL went on strike for the first time. The 25th Olympic Games were played in Barcelona, Spain, and the top five songs. End of the Road by Boys to Men. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. There we go. Jump by Crisscross. Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. Baby, 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 TLC. Doran, you were four. I was negative nine. <laughs> in 94? Yeah. You were four. I was six. You were six. I can't yeah. do math. I was born in the 80s. I know. I mean, that's a No, 92. Time. 92. Oh, 92. Okay, 92. okay. 92. Yeah, yeah, you were four. Yeah, I was four. I was three. Yes. You were negative nine? I was negative nine. I was born in 2001. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah. These 2000s babies, I can't get, wrap my head I around can't. that, man. I feel like we were just in middle school, Pat. Like? Like in the 2000s. We, well, we were. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, I just can't I can't believe that, like, Bechtold was born when I was in eighth grade. A young Bechty. Where young were you born? Ah, uh, West Penn. 
Well, not not where you're Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, right? yes. What, that's, what, that's exactly where I was born. What, if you want to know, at the what, hospital. What, what room number? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. What uh, What was your nurse's name? What high school did you go to? Baldwin. Oh, you're a Baldwin guy. Yes, sir. Love it. The Baldwin proud. Jason Pinkston. Yes, that's it. Wanstead's fighting Wanstead's too. Baldwin. That was fun. That was it. He's great the at it. Killers it was a good job in the background. I like the good music job, Becky. Good job. Coming up next. Uh, David Carr had a, a breakdown of his top 15 offensive players in the NFL. I want to get Pat and Beckty's thoughts on that and if that list does jive with uh, with what they're thinking and who are the best players on offense in the NFL. First fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on the new Silverado 1500 trucks. Today, high of 44 degrees in cloudy skies with a low of 32. Tomorrow, sunny skies and a high of 45. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 